Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hello everyone out there, this is Kendrick Tucker and of course you're listening to me and you, the Housewives and Marvel 2. And this week I've decided, well I kind of came to the conclusion that since Potomac is starting on Sunday... I decided to, I was going to originally, well, give you guys uh, kind of a weekly roundup. I was going to give you Beverly Hills, New York, and Potomac all on the same night. But since there's such a big gap in between Beverly Hills and New York and with Potomac, I decided to just go ahead and I'll do two little recaps throughout the week. So uh, usually Thursday night or Friday, you can expect an episode from me regarding Beverly Hills and New York. 
And then on Sunday or Monday morning, you can expect a little Potomac. And honestly, I think with that Potomac trailer, we'll probably have more than enough to talk about to fill an episode. You know, those are my favorite ladies anyway, so we'll have a good time talking about them this season. So, first of all, this was kind of an iconic week for Housewives episodes. I mean, just to kind of give you an overview, I'm loving, absolutely loving all the newbies this year. Bravo kind of hit the, really hit the nail what is it? Hit the nail on the head. There we go. And you, that shows you how much uh, stuff around the house I do. I watch more Housewives than actually hitting a hammer, hammer and nails, whatever the fuck it's called. But anyway, I, I'm loving Leah in New York, and I'm really loving Garcelle and Sutton in Beverly Hills. Originally, Sutton was the first like two or three episodes. I understood why Sutton wasn't a main cast member. She was working my nerves to the core. But then, around the episode when her and Dorit got into it at that, ta- that dinner table with Lisa Renner's mom, Lois, and the iconic Lois, sitting at the table, I kind of realized, like, okay, maybe I see it for Sutton. I'm, I, I, I think I see it for Sutton. And now... I, I'm here for Sutton. Garcelle had my heart way back when the Jamie Foxx show was on. I've always loved Garcelle. I love her on here. I think she fits in great. I know she's been doing a lot. I know some of the criticism she's gotten a lot. People either, either really, really love her or they've been kind of criticizing her for not being around as much. But I have to kind of applaud her because she's really a work, like the definition of a working mom. Like she's, I don't know how many movies she shot this past year or so. I'll never put that past her. Plus, I mean, she's she's in the MCU. I'm all for Garcelle and Leah. I mean, listen, I was extremely nervous, extremely nervous when they announced that Bethany was leaving once again. I don't know if you know, but Bethany Frankel is like, if I had to have a dream team of housewives, she'd be like the Steph Curry. Like she's right there, front and center. See that you see? I just made a Steph Curry reference, but I couldn't reference a hammer and nail a little while ago. I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of person I am, but that's okay. She would definitely be the point guard, the center. Like Bethany Frankel is up there for me. I love me some Bethany Franklin. So when they announced she was leaving, I was a little nervous. Usually, when someone is polarizing or as central to a show as Bethany decides to leave. It really kind of shows you a lot of stuff about other characters. And I think that's why Dorinda is having such a hard season. Because it's had to rely so much on her for drama. That people are now seeing another side of Dorinda that they really don't like. Like it's peaked out in the past. Like we know Dorinda's a drunk. We know Dorinda gets super angry. But this season has been insanely ridiculous. And so I was super nervous about Bethany leaving. But... Leah came along, and I'm super... I mean, there's no place in Bethany Frankel. But this season is a lot better than I thought it was going to be solely because of Leah. If Leah wasn't there, I don't know what they'd be doing, though, because I'll be honest with you. Ramona is kind of working my nerves, and Dorinda was on my list the first half of the season. She's lucky Tinsley left because that was... That whole situation was giving me the blues. But... Dorinda's kind of redeeming herself. So I'll let let Dorinda slide for a little while. 
I figured we'll start with New York. Just give kind of a, a quick, you know, little recap about the episode. We'll start with New York because obviously the thing that you want to talk about this week is Denise Richards. Denise Richards, yeah. I think we all want to talk about Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville and uh, Aaron Vipers or Vipers or Hypers, whatever. The, the man that should be holding a diamond or the peach in the, uh, the opening credits. Give him, I don't know if we want to... Maybe we can reach out to uh, Vera Wang or or uh, who uh, Gucci or Donatella Versace. Get him a nasty gown to put on. Give him a big diamond to hold. Because Aaron is Aaron is getting with it. Aaron is like PK Dorit's first season. Like he is, he's getting in it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, you you know people have feelings regardless when the husbands get in there. But so the episode kind of starts off. Luann. A couple of weeks ago, child, Luann went to, I don't know if it's a, some kind of a group where people who have been convicted get together and talk about their experiences, how they're coping with life after prison, what got them there in the first place, all that kind of stuff. And Luann, I was expecting that to be a nightmare, but Luann really kind of brought home what all happened to her. She owned everything that happened to her. And this episode was kind of an extension of that. While she was at that meeting, she offered to have a spa day for some of the ladies. And so this is where this event came from. She invited all the cast members to come to kind of get in there. They're having a spa day, meet some of the women that uh, whose stories really affected her. And on the way immediately, Leah and Dorinda start talking about Ramona's behavior at Ramona's party. She really kind of seems to be sing- singling out Leah for some reason, and it's I don't. It's got to be a, you know, on Watch What Happens Live tonight. Ramona kind of blamed it on. I feel such a motherly connection with her, and you know, I just feel like you know she should be better and all this kind of stuff. But you know, it, it you can believe that you know if you want or you can't. I don't know. It's it's just kind of weird because I feel like Ramona isn't really the person. I'm going to take etiquette lessons from. And so her now all of a sudden kind of delving it out every episode. I really need you to go back to turtle time. I don't need you to be giving me Emily post etiquette and all this stuff. So you remember Marlo used to do that when they went to Africa and then Marlo and Sheree. All the etiquette shit went went right out the window. So I don't need any housewives necessarily giving me etiquette lessons. Dorinda and Leah get in the car. They're both saying how kind of off-put they were by Ramona's behavior. They show up to the event. First of all, before they get there, I don't know if it was just me or if y'all felt it too, but I, I felt a little shade come from Ramona when Ramona walks in and sees Luann with those bangs that whoever that was gave her and the first thing out of her mouth is oh you look like that that girl that that married that older man first of all it was shade that she didn't know David Foster's name but second of all it was shade that she was trying to say she looked like uh was it Catherine McPhee I listen if I was Yolanda I'd be on a flight right now cross country to New York just to whoop Ramona no I'm just kidding <laughs> just, but I'd have to tell Ramona something cause that, that, that's a little shade I don't know why I felt it was shade and it might be shade that I'm taking it to shade I don't know but it's some shade in there somewhere it's, it's a tree it, it might not be an oak tree but it's a Christmas tree somewhere in there I felt that shade so then 
Everyone starts to show up. Sonya comes in. Uh, Leah and Dorinda get there. Ramona, of course, not making any eye contact with Leah at all. Really kind of ignoring her. Not, uh, not acting like she's not there at all. Just going on about her business. Really kind of really treating her how she treated her at the party just kind of standing there having her looking dumb instead of wanting to talk to her okay Ramona we get it you, you're you upset with Leah okay so then this leads to Leah having a little bit of a blow up with Ramona now I don't know who y'all y'all have to write in and let me know who y'all felt was wrong in this situation I'm really kind of I really don't see anything wrong with what Leah did because I feel like watching the New York Housewives over the years, she's giving me exactly what they've been giving me for, what, 12 years now? It, I mean, it's... I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, Ramona, you got to kind of get over it because now it's feel like it's becoming a little hypocritical, so you got to kind of get over it, boo. I mean, I know you 60, whatever, living your best life now that you uh, dropped Mario's ass and... I, you just, but you got to get over it. And then Leah gives up that uh, iconic line, I elevate this shit, really taking a shot at Ramona's sister because apparently Ramona's sister jumped in the mix saying that uh, Leah cheapens the whole uh, child. You must haven't watched this show. We The reason we watch The Real Housewives in New York is because they cheapen this shit. We like, we like some cheap stuff every now and then. Everything doesn't have to be uh, Zone Perrier. You know, every now and then you got to go to Kroger and get that Andre off the bottom shelf because you're just trying to get a little drunk with them. You know, get you a little uh, dull orange juice and have you some mimosas. You don't need the Zone Perrier every time. Get you some Andre or some, uh, uh, as Martin would say, some Shampipple and get on about your business. So later on in the episode, one of the things that really kind of... Uh, is the catalyst for this entire episode is Sonia has a little event, not event, she kind of invites uh, some of the ladies, Dorinda and Ramona specifically, to come out to Century 21 where some of her pieces are now. For some reason, Ramona kind of goes on this tangent telling her that she's trying to understand Leah because Leah's bipolar and telling her all these things, how she was mixing pill with medicine, with pills with alcohol, really kind of, I don't know, I don't even know the way to say it, really kind of off the ugh, the cuff kind of stuff that you just really kind of, you know, some stuff that you know as a Housewives watcher, you hear Housewives say stuff sometimes, and you're like, oh, you're going to catch backlash for that. Like, you can't say that out of your mouth, ever. And so she's saying all of that. Obviously, it puts Sonya off enough to where Sonia, we don't see it on camera, but Sonia goes back to tell Leah that uh, she's saying that you're bipolar, which Leah confirms is true. She has bipolar 2 disorder and that she's worked uh, really hard over the past decade to kind of keep it managed and that she's not on medication. And so Sonia tells her this and that kind of enrages Leah. Leah communicates that to Torinda, which really kind of leads to the entire catalyst, which is the uh, last scene between Ramona and Leah. But before we get there, we obviously have to talk about the vibrator in the luggage. Now, of course, Luann <laughs> jumps up and says, oh, you know what that is? It's the stuff to mix the juices. Lu you know what? I got to give Luann credit. Over the years, I don't know if I've ever seen a housewife other than Karen Huger 
Karen Huger and Luann are the two housewives that can come up with an excuse off the top of their head fast. I mean, they will come up with a, well, I should just call it like this. They will come up with a lie so fast and will, will crack you up so bad with everything they're saying because you just listen to like, hey, why won't you just tell the damn truth? Yeah, girl, that's a vibration. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But you wanted, you know, a little, a little in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. You didn't want to, you know, go and find anyone in town. You just wanted a little, and that's all right. Everybody need a little every now and then. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? I kind of love Luann and her delusion, so I'm going to let her slide with that. So they, so they had that man take that vibrating luggage out to the truck. They go see the house. Everyone's in love with the house. Ramona uh, jumping in the pool because Dorinda's filled it with floaties. You know, Ramona, if you've watched in the past, Ramona and her floaties. She loves her floaties whenever they go out of town, uh, anywhere international. They got to have a pool. They got to have floaties. One of the things that always... Like, Ramona is one of those characters that I, like, you know, you feel guilty liking her sometimes, but then every now and then she reminds you why you really shouldn't like her. Ramona is so tone deaf when it comes to people who work, like, staff. Ramona walked in, and the first thing out of her, (laughs) the first thing out of her mouth, her mouth is, oh my God, servants galore. Like, who says that? Servants galore. God, you know what? But only Ramona. That's the only person people let get away with that kind of stuff. I can't imagine uh, uh, one of the Atlanta girls going out of town somewhere and referring to the, you know, the amount of servants in the house and let being, you know, able to fly online. But it's Ramona. People don't really hold her to that high of a standard when it comes to couth. So we all just let it. I, I mean, I let it slide too. I'm just like child. That's Ramona. You can't really do nothing about it. That's Ramona's ass. Just let Ramona say whatever Ramona go say. Just let let Ramona get her hair braided by the <laughs> by the servants. Let Ramona uh get her own special ceviche by the you know that's Ramona. So much so that Dorinda had to give her uh uh the housekeeper in the Berkshires a whole lesson. Uh yes uh yes yes I can bring it to you. no you supposed to tell her no tell her no you're not gonna bring, oh, okay no I'm not bringing you anything I'm not bringing you shit. I uh, see that's it. you got to talk to the servants the servants see this I I don't even say I'm comfortable saying that it's so weird. the servants my God anyway so Leah is already kind of guarded. This whole episode because she knows that at some point she's going to explode if she talks to Ramona because Ramona has really the it was the the comments about the the bipolar and the medication all that kind of stuff really kind of set her off and it really kind of you know everybody every housewife especially has that trigger you bring up certain things and it it really just kind of rubs in the wrong way so they're at the table eating lunch and Sonia of course being Sonia talks about her having the chubbiest pussy ever and Ramona cracks up and Leah makes the comment well, if I would have said that you know all hell would have broken loose which is absolutely true but I just want to take a side note really quickly I have to applaud cast members like Sonia cast members like Sonia are really really rare for a certain reason we see cast members like in all, across all the franchises, like Candy, for example. 
Candy, I feel like, is, you know, obviously one of the quote-unquote fan favorites in Atlanta. But she's one of those people, like, you know, one season, she's the bone collector. The other season, she's the victim. The next season, she's the funny one. You know, her role changes every single season. And so, you know, those housewives are judged so much harder than a character like Sonya ever would be. Sonya really gets my kudos because Sonya comes in and does her job and leaves. <laughs> Sonya comes in, she cracks the joke, she gives you the one-liner, the zinger that you want to laugh at. And at the end of the episode, you might forget what started the drama, but you always remember that one line, that two lines, those three lines that Sonya said that cracked you up. And so I applaud people like her. And if you think about it, almost since she joined the show, that's been her role. She's been that kind of comic relief person. And I feel like that's the easiest position to be in. But she does it super well. It's almost kind of like the only person I think that uh, does a really similar job of that nowadays is Portia. Portia in Atlanta... It's so, like everyone, like now, I don't know what's happened over the past couple of years, but Portia has gotten hilarious. And whether she's drunk, sober, she's just gotten hilarious. The difference is your opinion of Portia might change season to season because, you, you know, Portia gets in there with the drama. Portia's not afraid to read. Portia throws that shade. You know, Portia be, will beef with Eva. You know, Kenya said the wrong thing. You know, it's, it's on site with Kenya. You know, you never know with them. It, it, it could be anything. So I really have to just, like, stop and applaud Sonya because Sonya plays her role perfectly. Kudos to Sonya. So later on that evening, they're getting ready for dinner. Sonya, of course, obliterated, as she always is when they go on vacation. Cue uh, a Bravo cutaway, Family Guy style, with uh, Ramona. I mean, with Sonya falling through chairs and everything. You know, the, the I will say the New York Housewives when they go on vacation, they know how to have a good time. I if I if I can fall in a bush the way Luann did, I mean that's that's all I need in life. That's all I'm trying to do. I mean, you know, we all we're living through quarantine right now. I'm trying to get on somebody's beach and fall in a palm tree as soon as all of this is over, but y'all don't want to hear about my life. That's okay. The fact that Sonia was drunk off of Coke and Rosé, let me tell you something. She said that's all she had been drinking all day. Real drinkers out there that are listening to this, you know that's a lie. Now, it's not a lie because she was drunk off of Rosé. It was a lie because Rosé and Coke sounds like the most disgusting thing in the world. And disgusting stuff only sounds good after you've gotten to that tipsy point. You're like, oh, let me start experimenting. What? Ooh, the tequila. Ooh, I bet that goes well with uh, uh, Nestle's uh, chocolate milk. Ooh, let me try that. No, that shit doesn't go together. That shit only sounds good to a drunk mind. A drunk mind might speak the truth, but a drunk mind doesn't need to be mixing drinks. That sounded like the... I almost... As soon as Dorinda says she's been drunk, she's been drinking Coke and Rosé, I knew Sonia's ass was going to be through for the rest of the night, which is exactly how <laughs> which is exactly how uh she became the moderator somehow between Leah and Ramona. Now, who thought that was a good idea? I'll never know. But hey, it made for good TV. So, 
Leah wanted to address it, absolutely. But Sonya seemed like Sonya wanted them to address it even more. But Leah wasn't interested in giving Ramona an apology, which I don't blame. And Ramona really didn't even want to address it. She didn't want to have the argument. But Leah was so pissed off about all the other stuff, she didn't care that, you know, well, that Ramona thought that she behaved inappropriately at her party. I wouldn't either. I mean, don't talk about my bipolar medication. Don't do that. I'm not bipolar, but bitch, don't talk about medication, especially when I'm not on medication. But in a nutshell, that was the, the New York house vibe. It was a funny episode. You know, whenever they go out of New York, it's always worth watching. So if you haven't watched the episode, look it up, watch it, watch it on demand, come back, listen to this, and your life will be pretty good. But now, on to the main event. We might get another main event on Sunday when we finally uh, get Potomac, but we'll address that in a whole other episode, which I'm very excited about. My God, I've been missing my Potomac ladies. And I they're the one cast, I know I just said I was going to go on to Beverly Hills, but side note. Uh, they're the one cast that I really feel like is perfect. Like, I don't want to replace anyone. Like, if if Wendy fits in well this season... Which I'm assuming she will, because even in the trailers, I love her. If Wendy fits in well, I don't want them to go looking for a new housewife. or in, I want them to keep those seven until that seven-person configuration doesn't work anymore. And I know that sounds crazy. To say. I know some of y'all, uh, you know, have vendettas against certain housewives. Like, I know Candace is a hot button issue. People hate Candace sometimes, especially now that she's... You know, beefing with Monique because Monique is a fan favorite. But I feel like characters like Candace are so necessary because Candace, uh, one, I love she's articulate. But two, I feel like you can't light the fire without the match. And Candace and Ashley both, who are both polarizing characters on this show, they both will light the match in a minute. And they don't care. And I love everything about that. In case you haven't been able to tell... I lean towards the messy housewives. I mean, you know, I, there are some people that, you know, so concerned about their image. You know, they, you know, so, you know, I like, you know, oh, that's nice. You're doing charity. I like all that. But, you know, I, I, I like the ones that get in there and mix it up. You know, I, those will always be my favorite ones. That's why I always have been rooting for Brandy Glanville to come back to Beverly Hills. See, y'all see how, you see how I did that transition? That was beautiful. Beverly Hills. So the two biggest things to talk about with this episode, because I know you guys want to, you know, get to the meat and potatoes. We know the last half of the episode was the meat and potatoes. But there are a couple of funny things that uh, that we can address with this Beverly Hills episode. So the two biggest things, really, were, uh, one, the fashion choices. <laughs> but those, when Beverly Hills, with Dorit and Erica, those are always two of the, the biggest issues. Well, not issues, the biggest loving points, I guess. And, of course... Uh, what should we call this? We have to, we have to give it a gate. You know, whenever there's something good, there's a gate. Like you know, Candy and Portia when they had their big fight, that was drug gate. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, last season in Atlanta, you know, they had Snake Gate. What is this? I, I, I don't want to be insensitive. I was gonna say Scissor Gate, but that might be a little crude uh especially for a new podcast so i don't want to get canceled after you know just an introductory episode so uh i'll let y'all why don't i let y'all give it a gate name and then y'all email me and then we'll refer to it as that gate 
from now on. So, those are really the two big highlights of the episode. So, starting off with the fashion, my I mean, I I I can't say it enough. I I go up for Dorit. Dorit is like if I just want to look at somebody just dressing their ass off, I go to Dorit's Instagram and just see what she's wearing. I watch this show and I see what she's wearing. Erica Jane is the same. <laughs> this is ridiculous to say. As a black person, I feel like Dorit really toes the line between Hulk Couture and Ghetto Fabulous. And I like that Ghetto Fabulous shit. I'm not going to lie to you. When Dorit showed up she oh I'm you know we're just gonna be a little casual you know just just a little casual and showed up with her baby hairs laid first of all first of all I didn't know she had baby hairs so they were obviously manufactured baby hairs do I have a problem with manufactured baby hairs no I don't <laughs> most lace front wigs you gotta manufacture the baby hairs I don't care I love it I I'm I you're tipping your hat to the culture I like that now you really you damn near took your hat off and threw it when you put those pearls around those baby hairs, but I'm gonna give you that because that now that was some ghetto stuff right there. Dorit, <laughs> Dorit, with those pearls, she came in. I thought she was auditioning to be a city girl. I thought she was about to do her little choreography. I don't work jobs, bitch. I am a job. You don't like it? Take a, like Dorit was. <laughs> Dorit gives it to the people. Dorit, I, I I'm here for Dorit. Dorit be chicken, turkey, and dressing. Okay, do you hear me? Dorit be blue cheese, honey mustard, and ranch dressing. Do you hear me? She be dressing. I like it. She gives like that that ghetto fabulousness mixed with uh, high fashion runway. It, it gives you like like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like you know, you know it's a mansion, but you know. You know the bougie blacks have moved into the neighborhood. You know she gives me that. I, now I don't know where she get it from, but you know Dorit. You know she she a borrow a culture now. I don't mind. That's all right, Dorit. I love you for it. Borrow on Dorit. Borrow on. Now if black people ask me if I told her she could appropriate culture. I'ma deny that shit. So uh, don't y'all come. You know don't use me as a, a source, Dorit. <laughs> don't incite text me, okay? And Erica. Oh, that Erica! I just everything that she does, the, the, the fact I, I I live for it. I can't lie; I just live for it. When she, <laughs> I'm surprised that Jude Law, the same way that Denise Richards is handing out cease and desist, I'm surprised Jude Law didn't slap Erica Jane with a lawsuit because she was trying to steal his young Pope Thunder. And if I was him, I would have sued the hell out of her. She, if I wouldn't be surprised if the next season is called uh, the, the, <laughs> the 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 Baldwin Hills Pope or the Beverly Hills Pope, because Dorit, when she, I mean not Dorit, Erica, with that high high turtleneck and that white hat, I didn't know if it was the Pope or uh, uh, an Archbishop. I didn't I I didn't know who it was, but I loved every minute of it. I loved not knowing. They said uh, the fun is in the mystery, so. We go. We gonna have some fun. Well, all right. So now we've gotten all that out the way. I'm not even gonna talk about the fact that Denise Richards would <laughs> wore some Herman Monster boots out of the country to go shopping for some more Herman Monster boots. We're not even gonna talk about that. We just go kind of slide right past that. So we get to the dinner. Of course, the fashions are on display once again. Dorit versus Erica. 
in the fashion department. They going back and forth. You can't help but to love it. They all get at the table. Sutton is the last one to arrive. And uh, she didn't like the wine that she ordered. She made a comment to the, uh, the, the waiter. He offered to get her something else. And Garcelle makes the comment, uh-oh, Sutton's not happy. And we all know when Sutton's not happy. And then she starts laughing. This prompted Sutton to call back to last week's episode when Garcelle and Sutton had a little lunch or dinner. Either one of them had a meal. You know, that's 75% of the housewives is people going out to eat. So they went to get a meal somewhere. And Garcelle asked her, well, how did you get your money? And this is the kind of situation where I really appreciate people like Erica Jane. People call her cold, but she really knows how to break the ice. And so right when she said that, Erica kind of looked at her and goes, well, you know, I married mine. And so, you know, that kind of makes everyone laugh. We love Erica Jane for that. So Garcelle, right off the bat, you know, she apologizes. They immediately move forward. Two adults, literally, I have an issue. Let me give it to you. Oh, I offended you. I'm sorry. Clap, clap. They moved on. Speaking of sudden... Sudden arriving in Rome was probably, I don't know why it cracked me up so much, but her skipping down that runway to join the ladies with that passport, she was so happy. Now, I'm I'm about to show my age a little bit, so don't judge me, but I'm sure some of y'all are my same, you know, my same little category, so it's okay. (laughs) Sudden reminded me of Dorinda. In Cheetah Girls too, <laughs> when they were arriving in Barcelona, and you gotta strut like you mean it. Free your mind, it's not enough just to dream it. Come on, come on! Like she looked so happy, she was giving y'all like Lizzie McGuire, like she was happy. The Disney Channel, that's so raving. Like she was happy to be there. I love Sutton for that. Sutton was talking about it, it takes two, uh, what is it, two dresses to. Fly pr- a child, son. <laughs> All this cheap shit in my closet, son. I don't know if I would make it up the street. I'd have to listen, D- son. Get it how you live. I want to know how you make your money too. If two of them dresses, I mean, <laughs> I hell, I can't blame Garcelle for asking shit. I want to know too. I don't know if you go tell me, but I'll ask you. I'm gonna get on your Instagram and slide in your DMs and see if you'll ask me. I'm gonna pretend like I'm trying to ask you on a date, but then I'm gonna ask you how you make your money. Anyway, the other thing before I get back to dinner that really cracked me up, for some reason, when I always love a Kim Richards cameo, and so when she calls Kyle (laughs) and tells her, oh my God, I'm on the way to get my new boobs, you know, and I had to smile, you know, and for some reason, Kyle, the first thing out of her mouth is, ooh, new boobs, new teeth, who this? <laughs> Sounding just like your mom trying to be cool when all your friends come over. I love it, though. So, anyway, back to the, the main topic. They're at the dinner, and it seems like it's just really, really weighing on, uh, child, what's her name? Teddy. I, Teddy, I'm sorry. I forget your damn name every episode. I know I'm not the only one, but I do forget you sometimes, baby. It's all right, though. She seems like she has a lot on her mind, and so she kind of does a word vomit to Denise. She tells Denise, basically, 
that I hear from Brandy, who I know you're friends with, that you've been talking negatively about me. Denise, of course, denies it. And then it kind of turns into, even though this episode was juicy and drama-filled, that whole second half of it, it got super uncomfortable because all you kind of, you know, you it's awkward. It's like being in a room with arguing parents. And, you know, they start, to, you know, spilling a little tea. Well, if you hadn't did this, then we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. And you as kids, you know, you just got to eat your cranberry sauce and don't say nothing. Don't look at dad. You know, dad looked like he on the verge of tears. Don't look at him. Uh-uh. Don't do it. No, girl. Keep your head down, girl. Don't look at him. Don't, uh-uh. And, you know, I, it, it got super awkward to watch. So, it goes from Teddy to Lisa Renner to Erica Jane all kind of asking her that she say this stuff. Erica, no one had told Erica yet about this, by the way. So she was still, she was completely taken aback, thinking that her and Denise, you know, not the best of friends, because obviously Erica has been having this kind of tiff with Aaron, who will be holding a diamond next season. And so I'm, I'm sure she wasn't, you know, expecting them to be, it, it wasn't shocking to her that she had said that, but still, she didn't, you know, no one likes to hear that someone's talking about them behind her back. And so it kind of becomes everybody singling out Denise and asking her about all this stuff. And then somehow Teddy says, well, there's a lot more to it, but I don't want to say. And so Garcelle, of course, being a blunt person like me, she's like, well, just say it because, you know, it's kind of stupid that you have all these people here who weren't privy to this conversation, but you bring it up in front of all these people. Doree kind of co-signs it like, yeah, I'm so lost. What are we talking about here? Teddy says, I don't want to bring it up. You know, it'll, it'll, uh, I don't want to, it's bad, Garcelle, it's bad, I don't want to bring it up. And so finally, you know, it's kind of, oh, it's, it's bad to say, but it's kind of obvious that Denise knows exactly what she's talking about. If I didn't b- believe Brandy before, which I absolutely did, by the way, if I didn't believe her before, I definitely believed her after Denise's reaction to this table. Denise was saying, if it's bad, well, don't say it. Don't say it on camera, not while the cameras are here. And so everyone keeps telling her, just put her out of her misery. She doesn't know what it is. So Teddy finally word vomits. She said that y'all had sex. And everyone just kind of, you know, big-eyed and, you know, doughy. And, oh, my, wait a minute now. I was expecting a lot. I wasn't expecting that. And for me... I wasn't, you know, I know Brandy Glanville's bisexual, so that wasn't the shocking part at all. And it wasn't really shocking to learn, you know, if it's true, if they allegedly uh, hooked up. It wasn't shocking to me either if, uh, if Denise Richards is bisexual either. I think the biggest shock factor is that we've seen Aaron and Denise ride so hard for each other that people are kind of looking like, well what like you know you guys kind of pretending to have this perfect marriage are y'all swingers do y'all have an understanding did you cheat on him like that's the big question Denise gets super offensive I'm sorry Denise gets super defensive I'm, I'm offensive you know you I'm not defensive I'm trying to see what the hell going on she was defensive she gets super defensive and said none of that is true you know, she kind of, uh, you know, gets a little more defensive than a normal person would. If someone said, you know, 
uh, hey, you know, somebody said that you and your best friend are sleeping together. Most people just laughed it off. Denise's reactions were really kind of telling. It was especially telling because at some point she started crying. And she said how much she loves her husband and all this kind of stuff. So it makes it seem like her biggest fear is that her husband will find out that this is actually true. And then he'll want to leave her. Which is super sad. I mean, nobody wants to see a marriage destroyed because of a reality TV show. But I mean, hey, that happens a dime a dozen. One of the things that was really kind of poignant to me in this scene, which is also one of the reasons why I ride for Sudden so hard now, is Sudden asked the question, did you do all of that, talking to Teddy, did you do all of that because you were... uh afraid uh you, you were concerned about Denise's feelings or you were concerned about your own. Teddy gets defensive and gets loud with sudden sudden tells her don't talk about her. Don't don't talk to me that way. She wants to say bitch lower your voice but she didn't say that. You know, sudden sudden is from the South. She you know she's classy, you know, Athens, Georgia. I think that's where Nene from and how the hell they clay I don't listen. Let me go on. So then sudden reveals in her confessional which we hadn't seen all season, was that Sutton said, well, I had heard this from a friend months ago that Denise and Brandy hooked up, but would I ever say that? No, especially not the dinner table. That was very, very telling of Sutton's character. Now, Sutton, you okay with me? That tells me that Sutton is a girl's girl. Even if she has this salacious information that she knows she could put out there in the atmosphere and get her a diamond in her hand next season she didn't do it her morals were way more important to her whether she believed the rumor or not her morals were way more important to her than this little bit of salacious drama getting out there that I think that is going to be an issue at some point this season too because Teddy once again is doing the dirty work kind of of someone else. Like, this this was nowhere near Teddy's fight to begin with, just like Puppygate wasn't either. But once again, Teddy, you're on the wrong side of history. I don't, I don't know what's going on with you, but if this is the lane you want to be in, then at least, you know, you, you got something going on. So it might secure your spot for a couple seasons, which, I mean, everybody wants to do, so I'm not mad at you. And so this dinner comes to an abrupt ending, you know, everyone's like, okay, well, let's go. You know, they're inviting themselves to the bar and stuff like that. Denise is like, I want to leave. You know, Denise, bravo, 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 which I <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from because this is like the third time she's tried to, you know, uh, get editing affected her way. Who knows? But Bravo was like, yeah, we ain't changing shit. We got to keep this in. You know, <laughs> Bravo was like, y'all ratings been slipping a little bit. Let's get them right back up, you know. They go, and you can hear Denise saying if they, you know, include us in the episode, I'm not coming back for any future episodes. Now, you know, you know Bravo is going to include that. That's going to be the highlight of the season. That's what everybody has been waiting on. I'm not sure what we have to look forward to on both of these episodes next week, but I want to say that Kyle and Dorit are going to get into it a little bit of an entanglement. <laughs> not the Will and Jada kind, but kind of a little tussle about uh, about Kyle interrupting Dorit at the table 
which is another thing because Kyle was trying to defend Denise and it made it seem like Dorit was, you know, attacking Denise, which wasn't the case, but, you know, at this point, Kyle and Dorit fight about everything now, so, I mean, that's that's nothing new. <clears throat> that's nothing new. My voice, I don't know what is happening, but the past, like, five minutes of recording this, my voice has cracked more than it has in the past ten years. That might be a signal that I need to go to sleep, but I'm trying to stay awake so I can watch Black is King on Disney Plus, but I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's our weekly roundup. Beverly Hills, New York, Real Housewives. I'll be posting another episode later on this week with my Potomac girls, of course. I'm also going to plan on giving you guys uh, a first Marvel episode. I know you guys have been kind of wanting that too. So you can expect probably two or three episodes this upcoming weekend. Be please be sure visit us on social media, the Instagram account for this podcast at Housewives Marvel Podcast, and you can also email me. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your feedback. Email me at Housewives Marvel Podcast at gmail.com. Great talking to you guys as always. Send me those questions. Send me those feedback. I'll include it in the next uh, the next episode. I'll do a little feedback. Maybe if you send them in quick enough, maybe we can get them in on the Potomac episode. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.